So in this episode today, we have Ed Collard-Walker and Katie Littler. They are both teachers of art at school. Let's jump into it. Welcome back to Whitgift Conversations, the podcast where we talk to staff and pupils about topics that are relevant to you. Come with us as we get into this episode right now. Ed, Katie, good to talk to you both. Thank you for being here. How are you both today? Very well, thank you. Marvellous, thank you. Good to talk to you. We're here on a Friday morning. Uh, any good plans for this weekend? Well, um, I've got two two young children and there's uh, after the storms, a, a tree fell down on the side of our house. So we're going to be using a chainsaw and chopping. I'm not making any of this up. This is all true. And uh, I'm going to put the seven-year-old to work um, putting the uh, the sticks in the, in, the, in the skip. So yeah, that's what I'm doing. Uh, Katie, what about you? Do you know what? Funny enough, we cut a tree down a long time ago and yeah. I've still not chopped it up well, there so you go. i'll be doing the same let's do it this weekend wow yeah cutting send, trees down send me a photo of you with the, the, the lumberjack top on <laughs> <laughs> we'll do i'm super impressed with the pair of you i think most people are, are planning on doing the washing and stuff like that but but cutting down trees and chopping up logs is it sounds it sounds very energetic and, and most impressive we're multi-talented in the art department you know not just uh, not just painters and, and drawers yeah <laughs> i love it ed tell me a bit about the art department what does it actually look like for someone who's never been into it before well, the art department comprises of five main teaching studios. And so each teacher, we're very fortunate, has their own kind of room that they uh, make their own and hang their own artwork up on the, on the walls and uh, make a big old mess around as well. And, uh, but we, there's a bit of sharing going on as well. And, and, and Katie here and I share the same room quite a lot of the time. So, you know, she, uh, she's still tidying up when I come in and, and vice versa. But it's all, it's all very nice. It's a, in kind of one of the old parts of the school. Um, there's lots of footfall, lots of kids coming in and out. It's a yeah, very friendly atmosphere. Yeah. And Katie, you're relatively new to the school, is that right? I am, yes. So you were in a different school before? I was. I taught at an all-girls Catholic school for 23 years, full-time and part-time, and then I moved two years ago to Whitgift. So how did you get into teaching art in the first place? Strange one for me. I was offered a studio whilst I was doing my final um, year at Leeds University. And like many struggling artists, I didn't know whether or not I wanted to be poor for the rest of my life uh, <laughs> if my artwork didn't sell. So I thought, actually, I'm quite a forthright person. Are you saying um, you're in it for the money? What, teaching? Yeah. Absolutely not. Um, but I'm quite a forthright person and I realised I like to take charge uh, and I can uh, run a room. Absolutely. Uh, and so because of that, I went into teaching. So it's interesting that you use the phrase struggling artist because I, I think a lot of people associate those two words with each other. So I'm going to dive straight into a deep and meaningful question here. If, if a parent was listening to this and they have a, a, a son who's at school who's keen on art and is actually keen on being an artist as a career but actually as a parent I'm a little bit worried that they're going to be struggling to use your word for, for the rest of their lives what would you actually say to that parent? Yeah I would say times have changed dramatically um, if I was doing my degree 23 years ago I would have uh, definitely uh, found myself a studio and created work I think the internet has really enabled art to be a career if you want to be a uh, a painter, an illustrator, a graphic designer, a uh, costume designer. Um, you can get your artwork online to the world relatively simply. Um, and, and so I think that's opened up careers um, for artists massively. Would you mm -hmm. agree, Ed? 
Yeah, you can do a lot of um, of, of the um, all by yourself these days, and, and you can start your own websites, and you can get your work out there. Your work can, you know, you can get quite famous by it uh, trending on various platforms and things. Um, so yeah, in in one respect, there are many more opportunities. Certainly, that that kind of uh, stereotype of the struggling artist and all of that uh, it pervades in culture and. To an extent, you, you know, there are artists out there who are, uh, you know, just just working on on these big canvases in a, in a shed somewhere, and 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 uh, that could be one one way for someone to go. But there are loads of other opportunities in the, in the the creative industries, and I I don't know the exact figures, but the creative industries are, uh, you know, they're a huge part of the um, country's um, economy. economy. Yeah, and so I would say that to to a parent of a student who would be joining the school and is into their art you've just got to follow what you love and, and do what you enjoy and you know don't just fixate on on the career choice at the end I think that goes for any subject but then but then there are plenty of career options and you know we're, we're here to educate students in, in a broad sense and to, to really get them to work out what they want to do with their lives and to, and to follow their passions and their dreams and and there are plenty of things that they can do to you know to make money at the end of the day so yeah and it's interesting you talk about following your passions and your dreams um, because we we I have students who who want to go into medicine, um, who want to go into surgery specifically, and they are actually asked to create artwork um, because it's the hand-eye coordination, dexterity, that mm. kind of thing, that you wouldn't think that you need that, but you actually do. So, you know, to, to actually involve yourself in art in its practical sense, as well as its uh, theory sense, is is really good for any student. Yeah, it's a great subject that can complement all manner of other subjects as well. And, mm. you know, a lot of the students who, who spend time in art, it's it doesn't feel like, a, you know, an academic subject to, to them. It's it's a, a different atmosphere entirely. They can really be themselves and, and, and we work with them as individuals to develop their projects and, and what things they want to investigate and what media they want to work in and who they're inspired by. And it's, it's a very different approach to, to, to many subjects. Ed, Katie, thank you both for that. You've both described what the art department looks like, but what, what, what's the actual art provision like for, 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 for the boys in school, like, you know, regarding fine art or graphic design? What options do they have? So lower down the school, all students study art up until uh, the third form, which is, which is year nine. And that's when they can choose to drop a creative subject if they want to. Although I have to say the art department gets a, a really big um, uptake in year nine and then into GCSE obviously that's when they, they can make their their options and, and decide what they want to do with the rest of their kind of upper school career so yeah uh, down the school we have uh, one period of art a week for most of the year groups uh, apart from year nine the third form they have a double art a week which is great because you know the lessons are 45 minutes long and an extra 45 on top of that just means you can get your teeth into things and, and do some really bigger practical work but there are lots of other competitions and opportunities um, outside of, of lessons and uh, clubs as well that we run. So there are always boys in the department. Yeah, and the boys uh, take part in printing, so lino printing, etching. Um, they'll take part in fine artwork, painting, also graphic design work with typography um, and um, screen printing, screen printing yeah, as we do well. Yeah, screen printing. Um, clay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, depending on time constraints, but but also the students in the lower school get offered lots of opportunities to do clubs. 
Yeah. And within those cubs, we often cover what we can't cover in the lessons. So, for example, you do a printmaking club, Ed. I do a digital photography club. So we take our phones out, which the, which the lower school love, yeah. and we go and take photographs around the site. And the site is amazing. So obviously we've got flowers in the summer. The gardens are phenomenal. We've got lots of birds, wildlife that we can take photos of, and also the building too. So. We, we use the school site a lot in Photography Club. There's always a peacock looking in at the window as well, there isn't is there? The, the, the peacocks come and come just check in on us. And uh, Mrs. Little here, uh, Katie rather, has uh, painted uh, several peacocks since, since she's been here. And, and uh, her paintings are around the art department and they're a great source of inspiration for the kids. Well, something to look out for whenever any of us pop in in that case. That's, that sounds amazing. So, Katie, you mentioned there about things like, you know, the, the, the printing and, and clay. And some of these uh, mediums, I guess, haven't really changed much over many, many years. But, but then you also introduce things like, you know, digital photography. Tell me more about digital media and new technologies and how you integrate them into, into the curriculum as well. I'm going to pass that back on to Ed because actually <laughs> Ed is our... What are you? Well, you're an I, IT. I've got, what's, your, what's your title? No, I'm not the digital champion. That, that's all. I'm going to make you a digital I'm, champion. I, maybe I'm so. the assistant digital champion. But <laughs> so, with regards to the technology, all the students have a laptop, and that's that's in the last few years that they've rolled these out, and that is such a great piece of kit because we're, obviously you can download lots of free apps and, and paint 3d is kind of one that that we uh, do lots of work on i've been uh, i've been asking my year eight students to draw skulls in paint 3d for the natural forms project and they can add color and they can change different brush effects and and obviously they can undo their mistakes much more easily than having to rub it out with a with a, an eraser um and and then also the school has the license for all of the creative suite applications so we can download photoshop and and uh, indesign or illustrator and, and uh, although these things can be extremely advanced trying to give the students a basic grounding in them uh, is really worthwhile and that leads into our, our graphics provision at GCSE and a level as well as the fine art and i'm thinking as well sometimes students tend to use an ipad with the uh, with with the apple pencil as well and, and is it procreate one of those bits of software that they can use yeah, and so a few of the students who are lucky enough to have those kind of things at home, uh, you know, they, they love to, to show off their, their designs or, or their sketches that they've done. And uh, we accept lots of work um, for, for homework and things on, on Firefly, which is an online system. And so as long as they can email their pictures to us, then we can print them out for them, stick them in their books, and we can mark it. And so the, the sketchbooks really are at the heart of what the, uh, the, the boys do. Um, but yeah, di digital, digital artwork, digital design work is, is a real key part of it. And lots of them are interested in it these yeah, days. And yeah, as well as digital photography, what um, I'm trying to do with the students is encourage them to take photographs that you can then use within your paintings or your artwork, uh, not just snapshots. So actually understanding uh, photography and its formal elements, like formal elements in art, um, and how you then use that to create a, a painting actually my peacock is an is an example of that because mm. obviously I went around the school and took photographs of that I've printed out the photographs of that and shown how you then move that into a painting I, I was just going to say to add to that thinking about the paintings and and the screen printing that we do a lot of then to, to, to create a screen print you, you need to first you know create the the base layer artwork or whatever that could be a digital thing or it could be a hand-drawn thing but either way you need to um, create the, the bitmaps to then turn into a screen 
seen. And so the, the, the digital technology could be the, the be all and end all of it. It could be the final outcome. And, and we've had boys doing, you know, digital paintings or digital portraits or whatever. Um, but a lot of the time, it's just another tool in the box, just like, a, a, you know, using um, the, pencil. The, the pen, a pencil, yeah, or mm -hmm. whatever, yeah. Tell me about life outside of school. I mean, what opportunities are there for the students to go to different art galleries or exhibitions or anything like that? We, we do run several trips throughout the year. And uh, one really great trip that has been going for many years uh, has been to the Warner Brothers Studios up in uh, Watford, I think it is. And, and uh, so that's to see the Harry Potter exhibition up there. And even though some of the students may have already been there uh, on, a, on a trip before, they love going there as a big group. And every time they, they, they've changed some of the displays or they've got something new there. And, and that's a wonderful experience for them. We run that trip in the... Uh, that's in year 10, so that's the fourth form, um, as part of the graphics GCSE. Um, the fine artists, they've gone to the V&A before, they've gone to the Tate, they're more kind of museum and gallery orientated. And we always encourage the students to go out to take photographs, but that's more kind of uh, at, at the weekend or in the holidays for primary source, inspiration, that kind of stuff. Have I forgotten anything? No, because we also encourage the students to go into London with their family yeah. and actually make it an experience that they can can take on with their family. So, you know, I encourage the students in the lessons to um, find where that painting actually is. And it's interesting with Whitgift students, they are very well travelled and often they have seen the painting or the artwork in yeah. situ. Yeah. So, uh, for example, they've been to MoMA, they've been to uh, the Guggenheim, you know, and, and so we sort of, we, we look at where you've already been. So we're bringing in their own experiences and, and, and making a kind of connection that, okay, you've already been to an art gallery. What did you think there? Would would you think differently about the artwork if you returned? So it's it, sometimes it's not always about what trips we put on. It's about how we're using the knowledge and the skills that we've learned in the lesson to then train our parents, <laughs> our aunts, our uncles, you know, that kind of thing. So I love the way you mentioned parents there, Katie, because one of the things I was just thinking is about parents who might be listening to this right now. Maybe when they were younger, they used to really enjoy art, but then they got caught up with their careers. They got caught up with bringing up a family. They feel like they don't have time for art anymore, but they'd love to step back into it. How would you encourage a parent or an adult listening to this right now to get back into it again? First and foremost, go and visit a gallery. They're free in London, obviously, um, and they are amazing places. And actually stand in front of artwork uh, and really look. I, I, I encourage all the students uh, in my classes to really look, you know, actually uh, take on board what's in the piece of artwork, be it a sculpture, be it a painting, a, a photograph or whatever. And then when you've looked um, and, and you find a, a new artist title, etc., actually read around it and see what context that piece of artwork was made in. And then if you really like to draw and paint and make, definitely there are a million courses out there that you could get yourself involved in do what your children are doing so what are they being set as their homework how do you draw you know have discussions with your children about how you've drawn they'll give you tips i'm sure 
I've, I've had lots of students saying that they've learned different techniques by watching YouTube videos of, of uh, other people, uh, you know, drawing an eye or, or, or painting a, a face or whatever. And for an adult learning art or getting back into it after many years, I, I would say the same thing. Yes, there are lots of classes out there and you could kind of um, maybe enjoy learning with other people. It doesn't have to be like a life drawing class, which might be a bit intimidating. It could be, a, you know, learning how to do watercolors on a, on a Sunday, much more relaxing thing. But but yeah, from from my perspective, if if I were to encourage anyone, the student or the parent, to uh, get into their artwork, it's about finding out what's interesting to them. And, and and for most people, it's going to be kind of personal interest. And it could be could be their family, it could be their hobbies, it could be their garden, whatever that be. And 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 just look at it, take photos, um, do drawings, or try different things out, and try to get a personal enjoyment and and satisfaction out of whatever marks and things that you create so it doesn't have to be you don't compare yourself with with da vinci or something you know it's about a personal fulfillment thing yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna step in there and say actually within the lessons that we teach there is no wrong and that's something very different to a lot of the subjects that are taught in in Whitgift. it's just a different way of seeing things um and you know each person's uh, view of the world is going to be totally different to the to the person standing next to you and and that's really lovely the individuality um you can get from students work and your own work if you are a parent don't panic about it yeah and don't do your your son's homework for him you know that that that's not allowed that stands out like a sore thumb (laughs) (laughs) i love that i love that now ed you mentioned about personal interest there i mean are there any particular artists or art movements that have you know really inspired you or or you know i realize you have a curriculum but anyone that's influenced the way that you teach yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, you, uh, unfortunately, the, the listeners to this won't be able to tell the uh, outrageous ginger beard that I've got, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't grow that especially to be a Van Gogh lookalike, but I'm, I'm reminded by the kids whenever <laughs> we, do, we do painting and stuff that uh, I look a bit like Van Gogh. And he, to be honest, he is actually, I would say, my favourite artist. It's a bit of a cliche, but, you know, the, the, the way he, he uses colours and, and the, uh, how prolific he was, the, the, the texture and, and, and the, the drama that he included in his artworks was fantastic and so, and also the guy was was very well read and uh, spoke multiple languages. Not not that I can do that. I mean, he did also start to lick paint and go a bit crazy, didn't he? But uh, you know, I haven't really sorry that lick paint. I, I didn't know, I didn't know about lick painting. Tell me about that. He used to clean his brushes with with his mouth. Basically, that sounds and, disgusting. Yeah, well, so he was wanting to paint very quickly. Yeah, get the colours on. Yeah, I mean, but but you know. They're, 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 you know, when you see colours, sometimes oh, I'm gonna, am I going to sound crazy? You you kind of get like like it, that's a really juicy yellow. You describe it in those in those ma- in that manner, don't you? So what, like you looking at it? no, I don't want to taste it. But some of the kids at school, I've heard them say, "Sir, can I?" Can, they have. They've said, "Can I lick this?" Can, I know, like, what do you mean? Me. Don't lick the paint. Well, what? But but they, it's colour has that effect on colour. people, doesn't it? And so when you're just doing drawings and things at school, it, you know that's great because that's your foundation and you're learning about proportion and perspective and tonal shading and you know you've got to start with drawing and we're both very traditional in that regard but then painting which is is more more Keynes's kind of specialism than than mine um the the world of color and and the color wheel and what you can do with that it's just beautiful and it cheers up a kind of a, a dismal January day as well when we do that kind of stuff I think I think artists for me before I was in art education I'd have said a lot of uh, contemporary artists and and the shockers you know the Tracy Emmons and the Damien Hirsts you know I was right up there with them and creating artwork like that for my degree but as I've matured I'm into uh, Peter Doig Doig Peter Doig um, and my my 
absolute go-to is Jenny Saville, um, and she is a prolific uh, British uh, painter and drawer, um, contemporary, has made an amazing career out of figure paintings, figurative paintings, um, portraits um, and if I could be any person if I could get into anybody's head and paint like that it would be her. But if you think about the way that we teach as well which was the last part of Simon's question I don't think that the artists that we admire affect the way the way that we teach the way that I teach is just who who I am it's just a reflection of my character I think it's hopefully comes across a bit in this podcast you know we we're quite easygoing you know good humor but we, we, we have high standards and, and we like to get things done. And, and like who we are as teachers, who we are as artists, maybe there's overlap. I'm going to say that there is a little bit of overlap because I absolutely love going into the London galleries. Yeah. And so if I see an artist that I haven't seen before and then I want to uh, investigate it a bit further, I probably will. And in some way, I will probably include that in the student's work so that the student can then take part in the exhibition and understand that a bit more, widen their knowledge, but also um, for them to experience something new that's come into the art world. Yeah, like the, the, the last really good exhibition I went to was the Alice Neal at the Barbican, and that was last year, and I hadn't even heard of Alice Neal, and my mum my, my actually went around this gallery and she said, you've got to go, you've got to go. And I went there and I was blown away. And her, she's not super well known. I, the, the exhibition's obviously over, but um, she was a, an American artist, a real kind of radical feminist and, and kind of a socialist kind of campaigner. But her paintings were, were magnificent and really all about the character of these, these um, residents of Harlem where she worked and, and grew up. And so from me seeing that, I, I started telling you guys all about yeah. it. And now she's a big part of our, um, our second form portraiture project. There we are. There we go. You see? Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. I really do. Um, I'm keeping an eye on time. We're going to need to bring this to a close in a moment. But if anyone has been listening to this and they wanted to find out more about the art provision at Whitgift, how could they get in touch with either of you? So, yeah, if anyone wants to, to, to get in touch with us um, just about the art provision at Whitgift or um, some of the questions we get asked at open days are often about the art scholarship um, process. And there is information for that on the school website. But if anyone does want to get in touch, they are welcome to email Miss Jo Johnson, who's the head of art at JEJ at whitgift.co.uk and I suppose she can pass her these emails on to us if they um, if, if, if they want to get through to us but otherwise she'll be able to um, deal with everything perfect okay well we'll put a link to her email address in the show notes I'm sure she won't mind that at all but in the meantime Ed and Katie thank you both for being here it's been great talking to you on a Friday morning really appreciate your time it's been great finding out more about art at Whitgift thank you thank, thank you very you. much that's it for this episode. We appreciate you being here. For more information, please do get in touch through the website, witgift.co.uk. But in the meantime, thank you for listening. Bye for now.